Welcome to a brand new season of the Shabby and Man podcast. We are partners, parents, podcasters, broadcasters and everything else in between. By the way, did you guys miss us? I hope you did. We took a bit of a breather, we took a bit of a break and we're back with so much to talk about. So what? much has happened why since did, we last. Why did we take a break? That's because we need to take a break to recharge our batteries, to remind ourselves why we started the podcast and what it is that we need to carry on sharing with those who've given us so much love. Oh, not because sab log kare to hum bhi karte hain? Nahi, bilkul nahi. Aur break to har cheez mein lena chahiye waise har profession mein break lena zaruri hai to be able to realign your uh, thoughts to be able to rediscover your mojo and you know come back to it with a fresh pair of eyes and a fresh pair of ears you're right case. there's a school of uh, thinking that thinks that even partners should take a break oh well maybe we can make that an episode on this podcast once we've given it a bit of thought um so a lot has happened since since we did last did an episode of the podcast which was a long time ago it's about six weeks six weeks ago maybe two months seasons have changed uh politicians haven't they came dangerously close to political parties in the uk changing as well and uh you know where i'm going with this right there were a lot of parties i know where you're going with this by the yeah. way you did some great interviews which if anyone's heard our um, little promo mm. they'll know what we're talking about and i put it on social media as well actually mm. so do you want to tell everyone who you, in- you i know you interviewed lots of people but there was one name which kind of sticks out yeah and it was uh, the prime minister of great britain of course the right honorable boris johnson and uh, it was quite an honor actually for us uh, the number one commercial asian station in the uk um i got the chance to interview him and the strange thing was that he was in my city because he was visiting india he was in delhi and here i was talking to him from his city london and it was it was quite nice you know it was an insight into how things work when you're talking to the top man in politics in the country so what you just uh, rang his number no, and I, said hi pm no ha, i wish i could uh, it's one of those things where you are told that you don't ring the prime minister the prime minister's team rings you and but it was lovely it was quite informal obviously i knew that it's protocol yes is it and security and all the rest of it but it was really nice and the fact that he spoke so eloquently and warmly about delhi our city you know not I, I heard obviously i heard the interview and i thought that was very good he mentioned delhi parties delhi weddings he says you know i've only been here uh, for various family weddings where there's no, no, what did you ask him you said what do you think of what are your favorite places in delhi or how do you what do you do no i just said that you know i don't know i know you're only there for a few days and i don't know if that leaves any room for any private visits so you know is there any place that you'd like to visit in delhi and he mentioned he said i love the lodi gardens in humayun's tomb and i haven't been able to go there this time and he says look i've always had a very good time in delhi because whenever i've come here um or for personal visits it's always been in the context of some wedding or the other family wedding where there's too much whiskey drinking and you know he's quite amusing that way so it was a good chat just to bring in context for those that don't know his ex-wife yes was from delhi well was from one of the most famous delhi families yes marina wheeler sujan singh park sujan singh park so kushwan singh's family you know sujan so singh was a grandfather of some yeah yeah so um so that was that interviewing the prime minister was indeed um, quite special and uh, i think one of the big stories now for the next two weeks until the event actually happens is going to be the queen's platinum jubilee that's um, right 70 years um, of, of being on the throne being on so the throne and we time. know that this is not going to happen in a long 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 time perhaps never ever in history uh, the monarch her majesty the queen reigning for 70 years i think she's already broken the record for the longest reigning 
monarch. Yeah, I think. yeah, she must have broken many Def records. Definitely in uh, this country. Hmm. And I think you know this year, what I really liked is to make it an inclusive event, to make it feel like everybody was going to be a part of the celebration. Fortrum and Masons, uh, very famous store shop. What in, would you call it? In, in Piccadilly. Piccadilly. Hmm. You know, there's one thing that I've never understood about shop. Doesn't Masons. sound right. Would you call it a store? A store sounds American. It's a grocery store from yeah. the 1700s. Yeah. But what I couldn't understand is, you know, they've got all these little badges on royal warrants. Royal, royal warrants. Hmm. Like even Waitrose has. Yeah. But I was thought if they've got the Queen's one, hmm. what's the point of putting? The Duke of Cambridge, the Duke of Wales. This, that. Well, are you saying one? that if you've got the highest one anyway, yeah, it doesn't one's, matter? Who one's cares? enough. Yeah. No, I think they're just it's trying. It's like top crumbs. If you've got the top one, who cares? No, they're just trying to show off that, you know, we not only do we cater to the Queen, but we also cater to other members of the royal household. But you're right. I see the point. So, Fortum and Masons, they did a nationwide competition. And I think this ran for about two months, you know, for a long, long time. They wanted to find um, someone who would bake the Queen's Platinum Jubilee Pudding. It was called the Queen's Platinum Jubilee Competition, Pudding Competition. Oh, and it's like a reality show. Not a reality show. I mean, you. It, the best thing was that it was open to anyone. You didn't have to be a professional chef or a baker. And obviously, you had to have a backstory to whatever you were offering, right? And I loved the backstory of the winner. So, uh, um, uh, Gemma from Southport was the lucky girl who... who Actually, uh, sorry, I'm sorry. You've been following this. I've been following this. I've been following this because it really, you know, it reminded me one more time. Because I don't know, I don't know Gemma, and I, to be really honest, I don't even know where Southport is. Southport is somewhere near the sea. I'm sure it's a port. Oh, it's a port near the, in the south. In the south. Um, so, it, Hyderabad. This story, Hyderabad port name, I say, I think. Oh, sorry, Kochi. Coimbatore, is that what you meant? Yeah. Kochi um, This story reminded me how food is not just fuel for the body. I think food is about emotions, it's about uh, experiences, it's about memories. Because Gemma from Southport, she won the competition and her entry, she actually had two things. She made two why, things. Why do you have to call her Gemma from Southport? Why I don't know. That's how, they, that's how they kind of, kind of Gemma, we don't even know her full name. It was just Gemma so from Southport. So Gemma. Tabloidy, that is. Yeah, Gemma, she made um, lemon Swiss roll and she she made an amaretti trifle. So these two things won. But I loved her reasoning so for making amaretti as an alcoholic. Alcoholic. And I loved the reasoning for making a lemon Swiss roll because she said that, look, I did my research. And because this was for the Queen's Platinum Jubilee, actually, I wanted to make something that would mean something to the Queen. And I found out my research led me to the fact that the Queen had had lemon posse at her wedding. And she says it's not just because of that, that I chose lemon as the base. <laughs> you have to explain to me what posse. I have is. no idea. It's some very uh, posh dessert. Oh, okay. Not, not the French word for chicken. Poisson. No, no, poisson. No, it's a dessert. I'm guessing it's a pudding. And she said that you know the two people in my life. Do you know, in the old days, cowboys used to be in a posse. Oh. Sorry, carry on. She said, Gemma said that the two people who in my life who influenced me the most and encouraged me the most and taught me how to bake and were forever part of my culinary stories were my gran and my nan and both of them, obviously they're not with her anymore. They both loved lemons. So she said that is where I saw what my base ingredient had to be. It had to be lemon because the two people who meant the most to me when it comes to baking, they loved lemons and the queen had had something, you know, a lemon posse at her wedding. So that's why she made it. And I think the story, I hope it sounds, tastes as good as it sounds. The story was really beautiful. I thought delectable. Um, yeah, who knows in uh, 50 years time, hmm. like, uh, you know, the coronation chicken? Yeah. 
that was made for the queen's coronation obviously hmm. yeah and i think uh, if i'm not mistaken i think it was done by the the famous le cordon bleu in okay. london hmm. 19 i think the isn't the cordon bleu like a french thing it is but the london branch okay so they did it in 53 or something a hmm. year later hmm. um invented this dish which was supposed to be fit for a queen hmm. but at the same time very simple also to mark the occasion to mark the equation and, and now yeah you, you go to the local supermarket you get sandwiches saying coronation chicken i've even had a scotch egg hmm. with a coronation chicken flavor inside it but tell me this is a lemon swiss roll so people already know what a swiss roll is right it's a lemon swiss roll it's a lemon swiss roll so, so it's, it's not, not going to be something unique so it's not a lemon posse it's not a lemon posse it's a lemon swiss roll um So we're looking at a four-day bank holiday. We're looking at that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, the first weekend of June. We're looking at street parties. Everybody's been invited to, you know, because I think all residential streets are going to be blocked off. There's going to be no traffic. Uh and is it going to be for all four days? No. I think there's going to be one designated day for street parties up in another country, right? I'm guessing. I know that my mom and dad's house. Yeah. Uh, they got a they got a little leaflet through the door. Hmm. From number 12 or whatever hmm. saying that hi we're organizing the party so tell please, us what you would like please, to bring please join our whatsapp group yeah there's a lot of pressure on all the neighbors here yeah yeah and it's it's going to be i think i'm sure it is going to be an occasion that the world will watch and savor because you've seen that how people feel differently about the queen you know even those who criticize the royal family and they say that you know it's completely archaic it's something that doesn't fit the present times even they have a soft corner in their hearts for the queen because she has really admirably seen through i think a record number of prime ministers she's seen through world wars she's seen she through she's seen governments rise and fall she right she has served the country she has really served the country so you know you know there's a whole debate about um, will the monarchy last hmm. after she's gone yeah and she did get into a bit of a hot water i mean she into a bit of hot water nahane ki baat kar nahane ki baat nahi kari she got into hot water recently uh, figuratively speaking when she missed the state opening of parliament for the first time in her life i think right and she designated prince charles to do the job for her but a few days later naturally they said that it is because of mobility issues and her majesty will not be able to travel to many of these historic locations which is fair enough fair she enough is 96 she is 96 and two days later she was seen at some horse show so people didn't like it there were a lot of people who commented on that saying how can you miss yeah, the state yeah i don't think the queen got into hot water maybe buckingham palace got into hot water yeah. she can as in she, she can do what she wants she is as simple as that and yes and so, yeah, you know uh, horses are a passion of hers yeah, yeah. I, there was a thing on TV recently where they had the they had a little gala thing to celebrate the Queen's uh, platinum jubilee, hmm. and in it they had Bhangra dancers, they had horses. Yeah, so it is. But it has to be reflective of the seventieth year of her reign. What Great Britain is like today, right? So naturally, everybody who's a part of, who's a fabric of British society now, has contributed to this celebration one way or the other. I was thinking, had I been living in India, I bet you I would have told. if i didn't know you anyone anyone who lived in this part of the country to during this week buy the hello and the okay and the you know commemorative newspapers and magazines and glossies that would have you know all the photos all the stories all the behind the scenes gossip so it's it's it is going to be an occasion you know tea towels and uh, bunting and it, you know it's going to be I massive know a, i know you're getting a lovely tin of biscuits 
which looks like a queen's head and a stamp. Oh, well, there you go. I might get that. Yeah. And, and, and everyone, ten, yeah, and everyone is doing something to mark the occasion. You know, you see jewelers were saying we're putting out gold bars, special commemorative stamps, as you're saying, gold bars. Everybody's doing a little, you know, um, platinum jubilee thing. So, so we'll okay. be buying a mug or a plate? We, I'm sure we'll get something. We at least we should at least taste what the lemon Swiss roll tastes like. I'm sure they're going to roll it out across the supermarkets. I remember there used to be plates and all which I've seen now in second-hand shop kind of things. Princess Diana and Charles's wedding. Exactly. That's the most famous one. And then Will and Kate as well, but not so much as Charles and Diana. That was a big thing, wasn't it? Um, what else? What else are we talking about? So this is going to be, by the time the next episode comes around, we would have already had the Jubilee weekend. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to ask you a question, a kind of uh, conundrum. Hmm. Not a conundrum, I know what my answer would be. But um, I, I think it's a, f a fact everyone knows that we haven't really watched and know much about the Kardashians. Hmm. But I do know that... That's a bit of a switch from the Queen to <laughs> the Kardashians? Uh, uh, the Queen of Reality. Okay. Is that a good link? Yeah. DJ link? Yeah. Uh, so um, Kim Kardashian mm -hmm. and uh, Kanye West have split up. We know yeah. that. So she's not going out with Peter Davison. Peter Davison is this um, used to be on Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. He's a famous comedian, and he's got a history of going out with some of the most amazing women. Mm -hmm. Don't ask me how. Mm -hmm. Obviously, comedy. It's a comedy uh, circuit. Mm -hmm. It obviously does something for them. Well, the story is that he has on his neck. Mm -hmm. He has got tattoos of Kim Kardashian and Kanye West's kids' names. Hmm. And I thought, if I was Kanye West, I'd be a bit peeved, you know, that's, it's not his kids. Hmm. Why is he suddenly put um, their names on his neck? Yeah, I see where is, you're coming is, from. He's like he's trolling Kanye. Hmm. I see where you're coming from. But you know what, I feel that this is one of those territories where no outsider would really know what's going on, you know, whether it is between husband and wife, no, ex-husband and ex-wife. Let me just add to that, the caveat that he's, uh, Pete, uh, Peter Davison has only been going out with Kim Kardashian for about six months. Yeah, but maybe he's genuinely fond of those kids and maybe those kids are genuinely fond of him. Maybe Kanye West has no time for his children. We have no idea what the inside story is, right? But you're right, on the face of it, anyone would be pissed off. I mean, why would you want to, uh, you know... Um, tattoo somebody else's kids names um, but, but yeah I mean I don't know uh, I'm not sure how it's how, how the world will look at it uh, so your opinion is that it's okay my opinion is that I don't think anybody else has a right to judge has the right to judge because no, we but have no idea very much in the public eye the whole life revolves around Instagram showing everything off hmm opening their life to everyone. Yeah. That is how Kim Kardashian became famous, basically. She is. But then why person. imagine the worst case scenario? Why not think that maybe they, he genuinely has a bond with Kim Kardashian's children and he just wanted to express his love for them? By putting their names on his neck. Yes, as a, a tattoo, as a tattoo. Yeah, many people, for them, it is an expression of their love. Um, should we talk about nepotism in Bollywood? That's also a story which which has been red hot. Lately. This story doesn't go away. This story doesn't go and away. Are you talking about the Archies? I am indeed. You know, I grew up reading those comics. Hmm. And I know it's very American high school kind of thing. But they haven't really changed it. They've made it look very famous for Ivy from the trailer I've seen. Yeah. Now, I know you're a great fan of Zoya Akhtar. But um, I don't know. Just to put it in context, Zoya Akhtar, one of Bollywood's most established directors, 
um, she and her partner. Why don't you tell us some of the films that she's made? She's made, uh, you know, Zindagi Na Milegi Dobara, Dil Dhadakne Do, loads of films, Bugali Boy, um, Luck By Chance. She and her creative partner, Reema Kagti, the two of them, are, they have collaborated with Netflix India and they're bringing the Indianized version of the Archie comics. And the story, of course, doesn't... But isn't there already one on Netflix of Riverside High? Yeah, but this or is... Or whatever, whatever school it is that they were used so to go this to. apparently, they have some sort of a collaboration and the blessing, the official blessing of whoever owns the rights to the Archie comics. So it has everything in place. And uh, clearly, Zoya Akhtar knows how to make a good film. But of course, the reason why this is being spoken about so much is because it launches three of the biggest star kids right now. Shah Rukh Khan's daughter, Suhana Khan. Kushi Kapoor is Boni Kapoor's daughter, Janvi Kapoor's sister. And last but not least, I feel the biggest name, but he's the most low-key out of all of them. Agastyananda, Amitabh Bachchan's grandson. Shwetananda's son. Shwetananda's son. So that's why people are talking about it. And... Well, that is this reeks it smacks of nepotism it does but i think people have already you know i mentioned this on my show as well that i would possibly be slating it too like many people are saying that you know this is nothing else but these kids taking advantage unfair, and, yeah, yeah unfair advantage of their family connection and their bollywood connection but i would like to give zoya Akhtar the benefit of the doubt here only because i've enjoyed her work so much and she is someone she is a star kid she is a bona fide star kid her mum is a, a screenplay writer her dad is one of the most famous screenplay writers and lyricists in bollywood javed Akhtar, rani rani i'm talking about her brother her brother is an actor producer director and all the rest of it and between the two of them they made some of Bollywood's most popular, most loved One of films. your favorite movies, Dil Chata. Dil Chata is, hai as well. Farhan Khan, isn't Zoya Akhtar, coming specifically Farhan to Zoya. Akhtar, I mean, yeah. You know, coming specifically to Zoya's work. I mean, on one hand, she's made films like Zindagi Na Milegi Dobara, Dil Dharakne Do, clearly about the upper class, about the South Bombay set. Um, that is one of the criticisms. That's one of the criticisms, yeah. But then on the other hand, she's also made Gully Boy, which I absolutely love, where she completely nails the vibe, you know, and... Someone who can represent two starkly different worlds with so much honesty and truth and in a way that it resonates with the audience, I think has to be given a chance. But I want to see what she's done with the Archies. Well, you want to hear nepotism? Hmm. Suraj Barjatiya's son. Bharta? We've had that in Suraj Barjatiya's son. Yeah. I don't know what his name is. Hmm, I know. Avnish Barjatiya. Av thank you. Avnish. That's why you're the Bollywood yes. queen, you know. Avnish Barjatiya. Barjatia. I'm having problems saying now. You're making me think of Bagan. Bagan Do you know how many words are for Bagan? Bagan, eggplant, brinjal, aubergine. aubergine. Mm. That's why I'm getting confused. Yeah. So Suraj's grandson yeah. is um, making a movie. No, Suraj's son. Suraj's son is making a movie yeah. with Poonam Dhillon's daughter yeah. and Sunny Deol's youngest son. So that's they haven't, they haven't um, given the title Paloma Thakeria, I think, is the girl in Rajveer Diol. Ulana Paloma, is that so? Yeah, Ula Paloma Blanca. Paloma Thakeria and Rajveer Diol. So you're saying that, again, this is yet another drop in the nepotism ocean. It is. Every single person connected with this movie is a star kid. Yeah. I just feel that the good thing now is, and I'm sure OTT has a lot to do with it, that, you know, these star kids can keep making as many films as they like because the advantage they have is that, you know, their parents often end up bankrolling these films or at least part funding these films, right? So even if the film flops, it's not that it's the end of their career. Have you seen that movie on Netflix with um, Anil Kapoor and his son? Yeah, of course we have. Thar. Thar. Uh, that was absolutely agonizing. So 
But the thing it is, a, it was it was quite um, cinematic. Cine yeah, it was, but it uh, it was a waste of time. I want a refund of my two hours, which I'm not getting. But what I'm trying to say is that if you're a star kid, it doesn't matter. If you make stuff that people don't like, you will know about it. You can keep making as many films as your parents can fund. You can. It, it's not that your career is going to be over, but you are not going to get people's respect. You're not going to get their. Uh, uh, their love, their loyalty, and their love. You can have stardom, लेकिन लोगों की इज्जत का भागीदार बनना, उनसे प्यार पाना, that is something you have to earn with your work, and that is something today's star kids know rather well. They can be acing their social media game, they can make as many Insta reels, and they can get their mums and dads to pluck the film. Which they, all of them did faithfully, from Shah Rukh and Gauri to um, uh, Janvi Kapoor and Boni Kapoor to Amitabh Bachchan and Abhishek and everybody plugged the, the art, plugged, plugged, plugged the film. You know, Archies. They all did, but the film is actually going to get. Actually, you're right because Refugee, hmm. when it came out, was Abhishek Bachchan and Karina Kapoor. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. Again, two of the biggest star kids at the time. It was and their debut movie. It was their it debut film. film. Yeah, uh, 22 years ago. so it's you know if if it doesn't cut it then people will will let you know pehle to phir bhi hota tha ki you know because there wasn't social media because bollywood stars were you know looked at as these demigods who could not be criticized publicly people didn't want to antagonize them and there was a lot of mystique in those days. yeah but now i think if these kids don't um, meet expectations they'll know about but they have to work really hard they all have to be super fit been seen coming in and out of the gym they have to have a airport look it must be tough you know yeah, it is a tough life either you know it or you don't either you want it or you don't um i wanted to talk about something else i don't know if the podcast is already too long should we reserve it for the next episode i wanted to talk about this play at the national theater that i went and saw um But or should we just no you said you wanted to read and research about yes i i did you know because What's it is it a historical the, uh, play it's the, called the father and the assassin the father and the assassin and it's about nathuram godse the man who assassinated the father of the nation mahatma gandhi you weren't too impressed with it from what i could tell no i wasn't i wasn't it was completely you think it was very it was made for the british audience i think so i think so and uh, i i know so because people who with me were there for the preview night and those who've left their comments already and reviewed it most of the english people have said it was absolutely spectacular we loved it but i just felt that it made light of an episode in history which was anything but funny and that's why i said i need to research it because it goes against everything that i have grown up believing in the version of history that i was taught in india and i do admit that there are two sides to every story and history is written you whoever's written history it is their point of view but isn't the director a chennai girl it is a chennai girl anupama chandrashekhar who's all over the place as well so maybe i'll talk about it in greater detail later but um, that's that a lot has happened a lot continues to happen and we are hoping that you will uh, support us in this brand new season of the shabian man podcast and you will spread the word and you will let us know uh, what else you would like to hear maybe what else um, we could talk about and uh, we are on all uh, your uh, favorite podcasting uh, platforms and this is the first episode of hmm. the new season yeah let's tell them what platforms we're on yes can you remember um yeah of course i can itunes we're on uh, all your favorite apps yeah there you go we're on itunes we're on uh, uh, google podcast we're on spotify we're on acast we're on uh, podbean and all the rest of it Sure, we've missed some out, but uh, until uh, next time, then um, let's say bye bye. <laughs>
Bye. Bye now.